welcome to the Kids World Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Kids World Podcast. This is a podcast where we look at an interesting fact each week. I'm Mahala. And I'm Jake. Today we are talking about some interesting and amazing traditions. Traditions and customs and ceremonies and celebrations from all around the world. And this was a very interesting topic for us because we didn't really know many at all, to be honest. We haven't done a lot of travelling ourselves and we are pretty isolated in our own little country of Australia. But boy, it was exciting looking at some of the traditions and customs and celebrations from around the world and what people have done for hundreds of years. Maybe in thousands. Maybe even thousands. And so we probably should start by introducing what traditions are. So traditions are a belief or a behaviour or a celebration or an action or a party or... A present that is passed down from group to group or family to family, which has lots of meaning to that group or family. And it's usually something that has been in history for a long time. Families uh, often have their own. We've got our own, don't we, Mahala? Can you think of any that we have within our own family? Uh, no. So there's we, we don't have many ourselves, but we have a couple of Christmas traditions that we love to do. So on the 1st of December, we get advent ca- calendars, which is those little chocolate calendars. Things. Yeah, you get an ad- you get much more than that though, if you remember rightly. Elf on get- the shelf. Oh, uh, the elf on the shelf comes. That's kind of a new tradition that we're going to start. Or we have started. What but also it? you get yeah, you get your advent calendar and you get a little kind of Christmas gift pack to get your month started. So you know it's a Christmas month, so you get Christmas pyjamas. Christmas chocolate. And Christmas books that we read for the month of December. And sometimes there's a whole bucket in the teller. And also what we do on the 1st of December is we set the home up. And I think a lot, lots of families have that Christmas tradition. On the okay. 1st of December, you set the Christmas tree up and you set the home up to make it look all Christmassy. It's really fun. It's sort of a fun thing to do on 1st of December. I've gone past some yards and there's already candy canes up. Yeah, that, well, that's the Christmas lights. People get started on those really early because <laughs> they're, they're, they take some time to do. They and do. another small family tradition that we have is what has been um, tricky to do the last couple of years, but we try to go to the cinemas every Boxing Day. So that's kind of another Christmas tradition. Do we? Yeah. What did we do last Boxing Day? We didn't because of COVID. True. But yes, so we have a couple of small family traditions and that's a good way to introduce them. That Something that families can do, but also cultural groups or countries or people of different ages within different countries. Okay, so let's get started on some of the incredible traditions that we've found from around the world. Do you want to go first, Mahala? Sure. Blackening the couple, which is where you get all this disgusting food 
and you're kind of like just dumping it all over their heads. Yes. Well, it's, I think it's traditionally called blackening the bride. But it's not just the bride. It's not just the bride. And which country is this in? Scotland. Scotland. That's right. It is in Scotland. And so two or three weeks before the wedding date... All the friends and family, they kind of capture them. They capture the husband and wife, or soon-to-be husband and wife. And they just dump food all over them. And the stickiest of food. They put sauce and honey and then they throw flour on them. And then they're paraded around the town, aren't they? Yeah. It'd be disgusting and embarrassing. But I think it's really fun. Really, really fun. And it's, it's, well, it's their tradition. So it's part of what they like to do. And it's part of what they want to do before they get married. And it's a symboli- it symbolises them being together and also working through the hard times of obviously getting cleaned off after it. <laughs> Have you got another one? Fairy bread in Australia were the only country that eats fairy bread. Yes, okay. And if you don't know what it is, it's white bread, butter and sprinkles. If you're not Aussie, you should really try it. Yeah, so that's one of our birthday traditions. We actually have a couple of birthday traditions, so we'll stick with that theme. But I didn't even realise this was an Australian tradition until we started researching that not many other countries do do fairy bread or even know what it is. But we all know it here, and most birthdays kids will get fairy bread for their birthdays. Is it a tradition though, or is it just yeah, a thing? It kind of is. Yep. So it's a, it's an interesting one. What's an? You've got another birthday one there. Smash cakes from USA. Yes, the Americans. On what birthday is it? First. On the first birthday. birthday, They they get this giant, let's say, icing, ice creamy cake. And it's just all the babies, they just smash it. Yeah. They get to smash a cake. So this is kind of a newish tradition, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it is exactly what it sounds like. They just put a huge cake in front of the one-year-old. And then they go for it. They just jump into it, smash their face and throw it round and sounds sounds fun. Very dirty from a parent's point of view, but <laughs> it would be fun. They wouldn't remember it though. No, but they would get lots of cool photos. And another birthday one is in Mexico. It's a tradition to push the birthday kid's face into the cake. And we saw some videos of this and even though they think they know it's coming, It they still get surprised when the cake's put in front of them and then they're pushed straight into it. It better uh, be a soft cake. Yeah. <laughs> and the cream and the cake and the jam and the icing goes everywhere. But yeah, that's another tradition, very long-standing in Mexico. It's fun. It sounds fun too. I've got one for a newborn baby in Bali, Indonesia. Their tradition is the baby is not allowed to touch the ground for the first three months or 105 days after they're born. And this is because babies are considered very, very special and holy. And so they need to be looked after almost like they're a, a little god. So I thought that was pretty amazing. So, And then at the end of the 105 days, they have a little ceremony and celebration and then the baby is allowed to touch the ground which is which is so nice and what a what a beautiful beautiful tradition for the families okay let's take a quick break and then we're going to look at a couple of the stranger traditions from around the world 
Welcome back. And I've got a more strange tradition from Austria, which is finger pulling. Finger pulling, yes, also known as finger, finger wrestling. wrestling. And it's a sport now. It used to be how you settle arguments. Yes. So <laughs> It's probably one of the, uh, let's say, unique way to settle an argument. Yes, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, but we watched some videos on this. And so the finger pulling, they're, almost, they're semi-professional athletes now. And they train their middle finger by lifting weights with, with this finger. finger. And the competition is fierce. Do you want to explain it? Okay, yeah. They're on little wooden tables and they have to pull each other over the table. And whoever pulls it, the other person over the table wins. Yes, and they it's they they put a like a very thick rubber band in between their two middle fingers. And yeah, whoever pulls the other the opponent over the table wins. And apparently there's a lot of finger injuries as you can imagine. I've got a very, very bizarre one, and I wonder if many people in England know about this one, but it definitely still exists. I did look into this, so bear with me. This one is called Tipping Your Hat to a Magpie. So, tradition has it, and it's also, you could almost class this as a myth, that seeing a magpie on its own in nature is considered bad luck, unless you say to this magpie... I'm going to read it word for word what you're supposed to say. Good morning, Mr. Magpie. How is your lady wife today? And what if, if you, it is a girl? I know. I don't even know if you know. You can tell. You're not going to know, obviously, if it's a male or a female magpie, I don't think. So, yes, if you say that exact line to a magpie in England, if you see it on its own, you won't have any bad luck. So this is obviously only a myth, and it, it's not true, but it's pretty pretty interesting. Can I do it next time I see a magpie? Okay, I'll say it again. Good morning, Mr. Magpie. How is your lady wife today? Okay, thanks. Can you keep that note? I need to say it to a magpie next time I see it. Cool. Okay. There's a couple, there's a couple of uh, interesting traditions for people that aren't married. Oh, I know these ones. It's funny. Mm. So, there's one in Denmark. And on Valentine's Day, there's a hundred-year-old tradition that if you aren't married on Valentine's Day and you're 25 years old, your yep. friends will capture you. And throw cinnamon all over you. And throw cinnamon and egg all over you. And the egg is to make sure the cinnamon sticks. They don't hold back, do they? Are they making a cake? It's it, Yeah, well, it will smell like one until the egg goes off. Oh, true. But they pour cinnamon, buckets of cinnamon all over them. <laughs> and then, if they're not married at their 30th birthday at Valentine's Day, their friends capture them again and pour pepper on them. That's worse. That's much, much worse. No, I know. That's way worse. Okay, another one. In Germany... And it's for the same birthday, for the 25th birthday, but this is on your birthday, when you turn 25, your friends and family will put a wreath or a rope or a clothesline at the front of your home, right around your home, 
and hang old socks off it. Ew. <laughs> and so it symbolises turning into an old person, even though you're not. You're only 25. That's not necessary. But then people come and start putting gifts in the socks too. Oh, okay. That's the good side. That's so, good side. yes, everyone in the community and your street knows, oh, there's someone in this house that's turned 25. And you, you go give them a gift. But you don't know if it's a boy or a girl, so you don't know what to get them. No, they would know. If, they, if they're neighbours and, and friends, they would know. Okay, another one. We've got a couple of fun ones. There's, there's a th- In Poland, there's a day after Easter called Wet Monday. And it's a tradition that's been around for a long, long time. And it all started from, let's say, a cheeky little boy who would bring buckets of water into their family while they were asleep in the morning on Easter Monday and pour water on them. Okay. And then more and more people started to do it, bizarrely. And now thousands of people, the whole, whole cities do it. And they have a huge big water fight with water guns and buckets of water. And they make a huge festival out of it. That's fun. I'd do it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a pretty cool day. So, that's a nice way to finish the Easter weekend. And another big festival in Spain is called La Tomatina. And I think a lot of people that have been to Spain would know about this one. And it's been going since 1945 as part of a really long uh, festival tradition. And what they do is throw tomatoes at each other. I I do that too. All morning. We watched the video on it, didn't we? Yes. They just get big trucks of tomatoes and everybody grabs some tomatoes and throws. Pew, pew, pew. And the whole town is red. How do you clean it up? Oh, I was going to ask you that because you didn't you didn't read this fact. How do you think they clean it up? The biggest mop in the world. Well, it's almost right, but the fire brigade come and clean it up oh. with their big hoses. That's not as fun though. Well, the kids jump in front of it and they get wet too oh, to clean oh, off. Okay, better than a big mop. And apparently, um, the acid in the tomatoes cleans the city and and all the bricks and the pavers, so it's actually a really clean city after they do it. Can we do them in our street, please? Yeah, but that's, too, that's, that's we don't have that many tomatoes. And it's not our tradition, is it? Uh, Christmas is everybody's tradition. Yeah, well, you know it's not. We saw the, there's lots of countries that don't celebrate Christmas like us. Let's talk about some of the interesting Christmas traditions that we found. What about Japan? How do they celebrate Christmas? Because they don't celebrate it the same as us. They eat KFC for Christmas dinner. Isn't that bizarre? And they have to order weeks and weeks before because everybody orders it. Yes. Everybody gets it. So turkey, they don't do turkeys in Japan. We don't really do turkey in Australia either. No. Um, but American obviously... Thing. Um, chicken's the next closest thing and KFC many years ago um, started to promote themselves as an option for Christmas dinner and now it's a tradition in Japan. They just promoted themselves and say, hey, this is a tr- Christmas tradition now. I know. Everybody buy KFC. We're going to get rich, people. We should say 
to our listeners, your new Christmas tradition should be listen to the Kids World podcast on Boxing Day. Yes. <laughs> we'll make a Christmas podcast for you. Oh, yeah. Or uh, Boxing Day. Yeah, we might. We could release one on Boxing Day. We could start our own. other Another tradition. It's always good to have a few traditions. Have you got any others there? In Bondi Beach, Australia, Sydney, people get dressed up in Santa costumes and start surfing and sunbathing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. It's A lot of them are the um, travellers from around the world that are staying at Bondi, but also a lot of the locals, and what a that'll be a cool way to spend Christmas Day. Yeah. Every, everyone dressed up and partying, having fun at the beach. Have you got any more Christmas traditions? In Brazil, they leave shoes outside instead of stockings, so the Brazilian Santa goes around and gives them chocolates and goodies and woolies in there. That's a new one because a lot of families do the stockings inside but shoes outside the front of the house. There you go. Well done, Brazil. I think that's pretty cool. I'd use the adult shoes instead of the kid shoes because they're much bigger and they get more. (laughs) I'd use boots. Yeah, yeah, gum boots. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You'd want them to be clean. Okay, Mahala, let's take a quick break now and when we come back... Let's look at an awesome Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander tradition. We're back and we're going to be talking about the Aboriginal kids' totem animals. Yes, this you learnt about this not long ago, didn't you, on a field trip, on an excursion? Yes, with Aboriginal people guiding us around Yes, I remember when you got home, you found one of the most interesting things that you learnt about the day was each Aboriginal child is usually designated or assigned a a totem animal. Yes, an Australian-only totem animal, aren't they? Yes. And it's chosen based on family history, what the child is like, and what could help them guide them through growing up and getting old, and also give them the strength to help others and be a stronger person. And I thought this was so interesting. And so we had a bit of a look into it and looked at the huge list of Australian animals, and you forget how many we actually have that are native to Australia. So I'm going to post a link to the podcast uh, description, so you feel free to have a look at that, and that's got a list of all of the Australian animals. And so we've kind of gone through it, and before we even gone through the list, you've you've had a think about what your totem animal would be, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, and what is it? A tree kangaroo. A tree kangaroo. Why is that? Because I love climbing, but monkeys aren't native to Australia. There's not much things that love to climb in Australia. So, tree kangaroo. Yeah. It's got and the word tree in it, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but they're also pretty energetic and they're cute. Yeah, they're pretty cute too. I um, I I couldn't pick mine quickly. I had to have a bit of a think because there's so many lovely and beautiful Australian animals, and they're all got different characteristics. Some are strong, some are fast, some are super smart. But although I, I'm not that lazy, and neither is this animal. They just do things a little bit differently to others. But I just think they're really nice. What do you think? Koala. Oh, koala. No, koalas are pretty cool. 
you could be a koala because it rhymes with mahala. I would, I would say my totem animal is a wombat. Wow. I've always, I've always felt a little soft spot for wombats. I guess that's why I've chosen them in over any other reason. Is I just really think they're cute as. Cute. And they seem cuddly and they seem really nice. So I think I think niceness and kindness is the most important qualities in anybody and anything. But they're not lazy. No, I know. They're not lazy and I'm not lazy. They just they're just smart. They just hide through the day. Mm, not that I do that. But yes, anyway, so I think it's a very interesting tradition. I think especially for Australians to know that it's it's a long-standing custom for aboriginals to be given a totem animal and it's very important for themselves and with their families and i think we should know and respect that and and it'd be cool to find out when we meet aboriginal people if they've been um been given a totem animal or if any of their family members have i think that would be great so next time you see mum and dad or if you're with mum and dad now Ask them what totem animal you should be. And ask your mum and dad, what totem animal do you think they could be? And have a look at the list of Australian animals. There's so many. There's platypus, kangaroos, koalas, uh, echidnas, swans. There's parrots, possums, sugar gliders, blue tongue lizards. Is your dad a dingo? Or is your mum an emu? Uh, You don't know. Or a kookaburra. There'd be a few kookaburras out there. Yeah. <laughs> kee, kee, kee in the morning. Or a frilled neck lizard. Oh, I forgot about him. They're only Aussie? Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. All right. That's all of our traditions for today. It was so hard. There's so many traditions out there. And some of them aren't that funny or fun. So we tried to pick the ones we thought were pretty cool, hey? Yeah. So thank you for listening. This has been a very interesting podcast. So make sure you click the follow or the like button on the podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. And if you could leave a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, that really helps uh, get the podcast to other people. And I haven't told you this yet, Mahala, but our the ratings came in on Apple Podcasts. And under the kids' education category, we're coming 22nd in the whole world. What? We teach kids that much? Well, that we're coming 22nd. That's how much we got listened to already. Good what? job, people. Yeah. <laughs> pat on the back. Yeah, pat on the back. So, yeah, we're 22nd in the world for kids' education. We must say thank you so much for listening. We have so much fun. Most important to us, we are having so much fun. But it's nice to know that people are listening and having as much fun listening as we are doing this. So thank you again. What do we got in store for next week, Mahala? Amazing people that did amazing things. Yeah, I think we do inspirational people. I think this really opens up to some really cool stories. So if you know of anyone or have any questions about any people that you may have heard of, please let us know. The links are in the description on how to get in touch with us. Or you might see Mahalo around the school playground. Yeah. <laughs> I can give you the link then. Oh, yeah. Can you? There you go. No, I can't. 
Okay. Thank you so much again. See you next time. See you later, alligator. Don't forget your toilet paper. Bye, everybody. See ya.